Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the froth. A place to let your brain slip into something more comfortable. A spa break for the mind. Are you sitting frothily? Then we'll begin. I'm comedian husband Rod Gilbert. I'm comedy writer wife Sean Harris. That's Rosie, a dog. And this is. <laughs> the Frost. This week's podcast was recorded in our basement in London, and our special guest is Barry Castagnola, who joins us remotely. Be warned, there is some occasional fruity language and content. The headlines this week, things that go c**t in the night. Paranormal investigator can't believe his ears when potty-mouthed ghost calls him the C-word. <laughs> when you're in a ghost quiz and you don't know shit, who are you going to call? Darren! Rod holds a ghost quiz, and Sean's phone a friend is a man she doesn't know, called Darren. As I was about to write this third headline about a comedian and ghost hunter called Barry Dodds, Sean came in the kitchen with a self-help book that's just been delivered to the house. She opened it randomly to a page. The page is a new chapter. At the top, one word, and one word only. The word ghosts. Which genuinely freaked us out a bit. <laughs> In a phone call to the aforementioned Darren, the Froth team have the most awkward start to a conversation in history. Hashtag, God, it was awkward. And... Rah, rah, Rasputin, we talked to comedian Ivo Graham, who's seen his peen. <laughs> what? Rah, rah, Rasputin, we talked to comedian Ivo Graham, who's seen his peen. Is. Yes, penis. Right. Yeah. But I couldn't say penis because it's. Rah, rah, Rasputin, we talked to comedian Ivo Graham, who's seen his penis. <laughs> that's much Actually, better. Actually, that does work. That's yeah. much better. Let's do that. Rah, rah, Rasputin, Speak we talked to comedian Ivo Graham, who's seen, seen his penis. penis. And those were the headlines. Before we bring on special guest Barry Castagnola, and just before you. Uh, bore me with the social media rubbish that we've had in this week. Can you just talk... How weird was that book thing, in all honesty? It was weird. I was sat in the kitchen yesterday writing these headlines. <laughs> Sean comes in with a book that just arrived, a self-help, self-help book. book. Because I need all the help I can get. He didn't really need to know to that. Rod. I realised that as I said it in the headline. Well, I, I feel like I need to justify why. <laughs> why? Well, because I'm trying to cope. <laughs> a book Every to day help a new book arrives. What's it called? Coping with Rod Gilbert. Coping with Rod. Coping with Rod. Yeah, and the first one of the chapters is called Ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> why is one of the... Ch- for, I don't well, know. I haven't read it yet. First, never mind why one of the chapters in a self-help book is called Ghosts. It genuinely <laughs> happened. We've got a, a ghost-themed podcast this week. Yeah. I was writing headlines all about ghosts. Do you, you not came believe in, in ghosts? You came in with a new book and go, oh, my new book's arrived. I was like, yeah, whatever. You <laughs> opened it up, literally randomly, to a page that said ghosts at the top. <laughs> and that is... On all the podcasts that's coming today, of all the freaky things we'll hear about and all the little things of everybody going, ooh, and this happened to me and that happened to that. Genuinely, nothing is as spooky as that. It's the I only spooky the thing I accept. What, do you believe in ghosts now? No, I just think that that but I love the fact is the spookiest thing that's happened. That I'm reading a book called How to Cope with Your Husband. It's not actually called How you... to Cope with Your Fucking Husband. <laughs> and what you pick up on is the fact that there's a coincidence. If I had 
picked up on the fact every time you got a self-help book, yeah. they're like planes coming into Heathrow. <laughs> The delivery man coming. Another self-help t- book. That's the t- 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 title of one of them. You are the only person in the world who can read nine self-help books a day yep. and not improve at all. And it's not even touched the sides. I'm still frantically no, trying to get help for it you. It hasn't touched the sides. You still haven't improved in any way. I need to get... No, it's not for me, So Kim. keep buying them. It's just coping techniques. Keep buying them. In fact, I'm going to put up some more shelves. I'm going to put up another... I can't put up a shelf. I would otherwise. <laughs> if I could put up a shelf, I would put up another three shelves so that you could buy more self-help books so you could improve yourself. You don't need to put them on shelves. Well, I, I know, but in terms, the first thing you, one thing that would improve about you is if you stopped having books all over the floor. So no. why did you do that? Why don't you get a self-help but book I don't need to help you put a fucking shelf up <laughs> so you can put your self-help books on there so we can get them off the floor? That's, that would be a big improvement. It's for dealing with you. All right, anyway. <laughs> on with the show. Yes. Unless there's any social media that I desperately need to hear about. We know this episode is all about ghosts. I do. I put a poll out asking people if they believed in ghosts. Mm-hmm. And 44% of people told me, yes, they do. Right. And 56% of people told me to F off. Well, well I am with them. I am with the F offs. What a surprise. Yes, what a surprise. Uh, now then, anyway, right. Um, let's get our special guest on this week, Mr. Barry Castagnola. Are you there, Barry? Hi, Buzz. Yeah, you know I've been here all along. Let's do this. Now then, I've got a story here for you two. Yeah. Uh, That's the idea of the show. That is the idea of the show. This one, this one is about uh, a ghost. Yep. Only the ghost has done something. Well, you know, normally if you saw a ghost, you wouldn't believe your eyes. No. Well, with this ghost, you wouldn't believe your ears either. A talking ghost? Uh, not just a talking ghost, a potty mouth ghost. No. <laughs> a potty mouth ghost. Okay. A ghost hunter claims <laughs> that a spirit <laughs> called him the C word. <laughs> if, if you're if you're a ghost though, and you don't want to be bothered, and then you've got ghost hunters and psychics and mediums on your case all the time, I'd, I'd imagine it could get a bit annoying. Yeah. Are you going to lash out every now and then? As yeah, a ghost? definitely. Go, go, ghosts are real people, just like us. <laughs> <laughs> Called him the sea. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's in. It's in. He spent fifty hours listening on one of those machines, and it's like, what? Re- rewind it. <laughs> right. It's in a clip. It's in a in a clip in a video clip. The man is walking down Swan View Tunnel, which is an old railway tunnel in Australia. Right. And then he's got his, all his ghost hunting equipment and all this kind of stuff. Right. And his um, little machines, his recording devices. Suddenly, what seems to be a muffled voice <laughs> shouts out. <laughs> well, the man says, "A spirit just called me a c-word." <laughs> <laughs> There's a few other voices I captured. Somebody thinks they heard the spirit say, "Don't talk to him." What do you make? What do you make of that, Barry? Is he a ghost? And then he insults you <laughs> the worst. Anatomical swear word there is. The the worst part about it is, is (laughs) if this guy was a ghost hunter of some sort, so he's probably dedicated his life to it. Yeah. He's probably, like, the most he's seen, there'll be, like, orbs and flashes and eeriness, and all of a sudden, he actually hears something properly audible, (laughs) and it's a ghost calling the (laughs) C-word. I think you'd be more shocked. You'd be more shocked about the language than you would about seeing the ghost. Wow. Normally, if you saw a ghost and the ghost said, ooh, or, or hello, or something like that, you'd be like, oh, my God, I've seen a ghost. Yeah. If you were out and you came home from ghost hunting, <laughs> he came back, your wife or family are there, you go, anything to let you go, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> Apparently, it says ghost hunters in Australia, the, the clip has been shared of this ghost telling him, it's calling shared. him, abusing this poor ghost. They've got it on, ca- on what? On uh, they've got it on, on like, uh, camera, I think, yeah, like a clip. Like a video clip. What, of the ghost appearing? Well, uh, not the ghost appearing, no. Just the noise? Just, uh, just the sound. Is it said in an Australian accent? Ghost hunters, basically, they use a lot of recording <laughs> equipment, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm imagining, like, Alf Stewart getting really you angry. flaming galah. Yeah, flaming. <laughs> what did you call me? Yeah. You heard. <laughs> Big nose. <laughs> Big nose. <laughs> Basically, ghost hunters, I worked as a paranormal investigator on my work experience series a few years ago, right? And I went out with this, um, what were they called? 
Beyond the Grave Company. No, <laughs> Beyond the Grave. Uh, husband and wife team. But they had a whole team of the whole team of them. Enthusiasts, they did it, right? Hours we spent. We were, we went out and did nights here and there and spent time in caves and all this kind of stuff with all this different equipment. It's all recording equipment. So they record everything, audio record everything. Yeah. And, and then they go back and they listen back to hours and hours and hours and hours. And imagine coming across that. He's just gone. Some people say he says can't, apparently. Some, some ghost yeah, hunters... Yeah, what's are... the context? Shut yeah. your mouth, you can't. <laughs> you can't. Come in here. Maybe, maybe he says that. Oh, maybe. My mum met uh, a 21-year-old American serviceman called Leroy at the Bovington Tank Museum. What? Uh, what, a ghost, a ghost you mean? One. Yeah, a yeah, ghost, yeah, ghost. Yeah. Oh, right, I'm uh, just giggling. That, they, they, uh, they went to a, you know, as you know, they love the Bovington Tank Museum almost as much as they love Monkey World. Yeah. And they go there regularly, and they and they had a, an overnight, uh, one of these sort of ghost sessions, I yeah. suppose, with a, with a, with a medium. And there was about ten of them, and they went. They had a meal, and then they went around the old tanks with dark with torches. And she, my mum had divining sticks, uh, and she said the divining sticks started spinning like when she was near this one tank. Started spinning. It was an American tank, and then the medium. Uh, and I can't vouch for uh, how authentic this medium is. Personally, I suspect not at all. Um, he uh, he told he told them that it was a uh, it was a 21 year old man called Leroy who had fought in the Second World War from Chicago, um, who died a couple of days after D-Day, not during D-Day, but a few days after D-Day on the beach, shot in the head. No way. That that's what the uh, that's what the medium told. told wow. Don't those divining rods um, just tell you where water is? I'm sure my granddad knew, had a friend who could do that. Well, you but don't need re- it in Bovington Tank Museum. There's signs for the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, she, and she said that someone took a picture of... Uh, there's a statue outside the... Uh, in between where the Tank Museum is and the barracks. And someone took a picture of a statue. And when they looked back at it, there was like a big shiny sort of halo around it, which I just think was the flash, but there you go. <laughs> Oh, you cynic, Barry. I mean, can I just can I just remind everyone that your mother currently has got a hundred cuddly monkeys and ta- and takes them out on day trips and stuff. So, so her word isn't I. It's not the most credible. credible. Right? I'll just quickly. Um, my- just for those who haven't heard about your mum, Barry, we have a, a feature on this podcast called Apes of Froth, uh, where we talk to your mum and her partner Ian about their massive cuddly toy monkey collection um, and hopefully I am hoping that we're going to hear from them very very soon um, anyway back to your story Barry uh, my mum called me on my birthday and left me this message I'd, I'd bought her a, a monkey that repeats what you say listen to how annoying this is <laughs> this is my birthday message hello Barry happy birthday to you <laughs> got Eric with me. And um, we want you to just say, hope you have a lovely day. <laughs> I don't know if you're working or if you're at home. Oh, shush, shush. Now that you know. Right, put him away. Um, <clears throat> well, I, don't, I don't know how much you heard of yeah, that. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> yeah. She, switched, she switched it on and then got annoyed by it, little way in, and went, oh, shush. <laughs> <laughs> I love your mum. Oh, that was my birthday message. Baz, do you want to hear my ghost story? Yes, please. Mine's insane. I've told you, I think. What did he call you? No, uh, but mine's you really a weird. Ghost story. Yes, I have. It's weird. It what? Was... Do I know it? Yeah. Yeah, but you're, you being your cynical self, you don't think. Oh, it's well, a ghost let, story. I tell you what. I tell you what. Why don't we hear the <laughs> okay, story? Barry, it's, let's um... hear the story, and then, and then, and then, listeners, you can decide. Okay. It was two o'clock in the morning. I was there on my own in my grandparents' house, and um, my grandparents are both have both died, and uh, it was a really stormy night, Barry, setting the scene. And obviously. Obviously, because it's a ghost story, and uh, I was watching. Uh, what, what was I watching? When Gavin, when Gavin met Stacy, <laughs> <laughs> that classic, that, oh, yeah. that famous horror, that famous. You know, I was watching Gavin and Stacy because yeah. I usually do when I'm on my own there because it's quite nice. And um, so it'd be spooky if you've been watching When Gavin Met Stacy though, a I, film that's never been made. <laughs> it's got a ghost in it. Um, Baz. Yes. Whenever I go to my grandparents' house, right, I'm obsessed with trying to find mes- secret messages from my grandmother. I mean, that could be part of the problem. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, listen, because I often find messages from her because she used to practice. She didn't speak, um, well, she didn't speak English, yeah. But um, she didn't uh, write English very often because she was first language Welsh. So yeah. she would um, practice her English handwriting um, on the, you know, the inside of tights, like you get that bit of cardboard. <laughs> No, I, I don't actually. You know, like ten den tights and stuff. When you buy a pack of tights, you get the inside bit. And um, my grandmother oh, okay. used yeah, to yeah. practice her writing on it. So, if I go through her drawers, then <laughs> I find messages from her. But then, this uh, incident when I was in the house years later, about fifteen years later. So both my grandparents are dead. It's two o'clock in the morning. I'm watching Gavin and Stacey because <laughs> I often watch it when I'm on my own because I find it comforting. There's a bit in it where James Corden or something does something that's really funny and I laugh out loud. And I've been looking for stuff all... I was there for the weekend, so I've been looking through drawers and everything. I can't find anything. And every time I go there, I find something new. And I was you know, getting a bit disappointed that I hadn't found anything. And I'm going through my grandmother's um, cookery book thinking, surely there must be something in here because she loved cooking and she was always writing stuff down and putting it inside. There's nothing. I've gone through all of it and I've kind of decidedly just put it down, right? So I put the book down thinking there's nothing in it. I pick it back up again. It sounds like it sounds like nonsense, but I pick it back up again, and the book is upside down. Bearing in mind that I've just laughed out loud on my own, which I rarely do. It's a really weird thing, especially two o'clock in the morning. It's a weird noise. I pick the book up. It's now upside down, and the very last thing in the book, written in my grandmother's handwriting, is "Don't laugh, Sean." And I threw Whoa. the book. I threw the book across the room, and was like, "Oh my god, that's insane!" Yeah. That is. It, it that freaked is me out. Yeah, no, <laughs> it totally freaked me out. And I've showed it to you since, haven't I? <laughs> what What are your thoughts on that, Rod? Bollocks. <laughs> In a word. <laughs> What's the explanation for it? Just you're lying. I've seen. I've shown you it. Well, lying or mad or what? I mean, what? You know. As somebody once said, with all the with all the zillion, billion, trillion, gazillion things happening at any one time in the world. This is Confucius it's again. amazing there aren't more coincidences. True, but come on, what a coincidence. I rest my case. I no, just laughed I out loud, which I don't do because... Yeah, we heard the story. I don't live with anyone who's that funny. We heard the funny. story. And then it said... The we heard the story. Don't laugh, yeah. Sean. Yeah. I think of all... I mean, you know, yeah, it's a coincidence. Yeah, but why would she write that in a cookery book upside down? She's got you there. But Baz, the only explanation I can I, I have for it is that once when I was younger and she was still alive, she was on the phone and I was like dicking about and she yeah. told me to stop laughing or something and, and wrote then, it down and, then, and shoved it towards me. And, yeah, and then, and then she of... held up a cookery book, turned it upside down and wrote, don't laugh, Sean. I mean, it could be that time. It could be that one. It could be another one. <laughs> <laughs> Which side are you on? That's, yeah. the, that's the logical explanation. I am on the logical explanation, well, whatever it is. Well, then why are you mocking that? I'm not mocking that. You just mocked it. I'm mocking the fact that you've told it first as a ghost story, then secondly, you told me, but there was an occasion where she turned a cookery book upside down and wrote, don't laugh, Sean, on it. No, and I And without said, connecting the two stories. That's a possibility, I said. <laughs> that's a possibility. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, the jury is out. It could be the time she wrote it on the cookery book and turned it and showed you it, or it could be, ignoring that <laughs> no, story, I mean, it could be a ghost story. I don't story. know if that happened. I'm, just, I'm explaining it away. Oh, I thought you said it did happen. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's do a ghost quiz. See if you and Sean know your onions about ghosts. Okay. Okay, I'm not. I'm not feeling confident. I am. Uh, well, I mean, Sean, seeing as you believe in them, I presume you know quite a bit. Ghost quiz. Woo! We always start easy on the quiz. It's to get you all on the board. So at the end of the game, everyone feels like they've achieved something. Okay. So here it is. Brit Question one, ghost quiz. British philosopher... Fingers on the buzzers, Sean. Fingers on the buzzers, Barry. Okay. Yes. Uh, British philosopher Gilbert Ryle introduced a phrase in 1949 to highlight the view of Descartes and others that mental and physical activity occur simultaneously but separately. The phrase was what in the machine? Ghosts. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, Come on, Barry. You've got to be quicker than that, mate. It I, was is... thinking gr I was thinking gremlins. <laughs> Because Barry doesn't believe in ghosts. What one word can be a ghost? Hang on, Sean's buzzed. 
Sean's buzzed. Oh, yeah, okay, Sean's buzzed. Okay, Sean, what? Uh, writer? <laughs> Wrong. <coughs> You're now frozen out no, the game. No, I'm not. You That's are. a new rule that you've put in. It's a new rule. Well, I've never had. I've <laughs> That's never a had new to... rule that you've put in for wives. No, it's a new rule that I've I've had to put in because I've never had anybody buzz before the question's been asked before. Bit trigger happy, weren't you, Sean? It was yeah, a bit well, trigger happy. What one word, Barry? Yes. Playing alone now. Can be. Or a... is he? Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Because you've been frozen out, so anything you say in this I'm bit, trying to make it spooky. Well, you can do whatever you want, but you're not getting the point. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. You can do whatever you want. It's your house. <laughs> it's your basement. Ooh. Is it, though? Uh, partially. <laughs> what one word, Barry? Yep. Can be a ghost or a spy. <gasps> uh, so Barry? Spook. Is the right answer. It's one all. It yes. goes quiz. Question three. <laughs> Question three. Poltergeist is a German word, literally meaning what? Bzzzt. Sean. Ghost in the TV. No. <coughs> um. Well, geist means ghost. Don't pretend don't you know, know that, ooh, Barry. Ooh. Well, I did German. Now. Disruptive ghost. Thank you very much. Oh, wie komme ich, wie komme ich am besten zum Bahnhof, bitte? Oh, what's what that? that I, I'd like a coffee, bitter. Then what's the way to the station? Oh. Um, is... <laughs> Who is the geist? Where is the ghost? Um, okay, so poltergeist right. is... Not, is it disruptive uh, ghost? I don't well, know. you're not far off, ghost? actually. Is it naughty you ghost? already had a go. Oh, yeah. Barry? <laughs> no, it's, it's a free-for-all now. It's a free-for-all. The quiz is back on. Yeah, is it uh, naughty ghost? Let's just say you wouldn't take him to a library. Qu- loud ghost. Noisy ghost. Yes. Noisy ghost Ooh. is the right answer to one. Slow reading ghost. Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore and Gloria Honeyfoot. <laughs> no, not Gloria Honeyfoot. What? <laughs> <laughs> ITV. <laughs> got it. I've literally written down Patrick Swayze, Debbie Moore, and Gloria Honeyfoot. <laughs> Do you mean Whoopi Goldberg? Yes, that's what I meant. Whoopi oh my Whoopi god! Goldberg. <laughs> I always get I always get those two mixed up. Really? Well, I did. I must have been very <laughs> tired. Gloria Honeyfoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh please! I want to see a film with Gloria Honeyfoot in it. That is a what? How has that happened? Um, I was, must like have been see, very I'd like stressed. To see I'd like to see Gloria Honeyford as the Terminator. <laughs> Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore and Gloria Honeyford. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg, we've done it again. Name the 1990 film, Barry. Ghost. Absolutely right to all. In the first century AD, the great Roman author and statesman Pliny the Younger recorded one of the first notable ghost stories, reporting that the spectre of an old man with a long what was haunting his house in Athens. Leg. Uh, Sean. Leg. You think he was reporting the spectre of an old man with a long leg? Yes. No? <laughs> I mean, God, what is it uh, Why would he have one long leg? I don't know, it's spooky. A long, a long history of haunting people. No? Yeah. A I'm going to get another go. Yeah? Face. A beard. No. Hey? A beard. A beard. beard is the right answer. Thank you. Barry. In Scooby-Doo, Shaggy has a characteristic speech pattern marked by his frequent use of the filler word like. But what's his main exclamation when startled? Barry. Uh, it's either, I think it's either uh, yikes or something, something like that. Can I, can I phone my friend? You can use your phone a friend if you want. <laughs> I'm going to, I'll tell you who I'm going to try. I'm going to try, um, do you know the comedian Barry Dodds? Hello, everyone. Hey, how are you? Hi, Barry. Hey Rod, how are you doing? Hang on a minute. Can I just can I just ask something? Why have you chosen Barry Dodds to, to as your phone a friend for this question? Because anything to do with ghosts, Barry is the man. Barry, tell tell, tell about your <laughs> okay. interest in, in ghosts. Tell Rod about your interest in ghosts. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm a ghost hunter. I've been <laughs> You're uh, not ghost you? hunting. I promise you, I have. Um, I think doing. I've been going on ghost hunts since I was about, since, oh God, since I was about 13, I went on my first one with a radio station, and now, as I've grown older, I do it sort of semi-professionally. At the moment, I spend, so I always try and spend the night places, and I do it about a couple of times a month, I'll go and sleep somewhere haunted for the night. When you say you say you, you sleep somewhere haunted, Barry, you mean you mean you go and sleep somewhere and imagine there's, it's haunted? <laughs> oh no! I think it is haunted. <laughs> Sean, by the way, Sean, I, Sean, by the way, believes in ghosts. I totally believe. You. I know that no, they don't exist. So carry on. 
You did a ghost hunt once, didn't you, Rod? I went out for a few days with some paranormal investigators um, beyond the grave okay. down in Wales, and I have to say that while some of the things I did, my definitely my, my fight or flight responses, I was very alert. You were my shitting height, yourself. I was shitting myself, yes, but that doesn't mean the world is haunted just because I was scared. <laughs> that is fight or flight responses, darkness, it's imagination, it's all of those things. But they, we saw... I tell you what, after about... They called me round very excited, the paranormal investigators. They said, we've got something for you to hear. 50 hours later... So, and I'm, I'm talking about sitting in a room with headphones on. 50 hours later, they went, did you hear that? They said, there, 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 there. I said, what? So we rewound it, we turned it all up, all the vo- and then it, 50 hours in, they, they were right. There was an audible... Boop. Well, how do you explain that? Exactly. that that's pretty much that? what they said. They, they, they sat back in their chairs like, they, like they'd the just book? discovered the earth was round. <laughs> Let me just let me just take you through it again. Here it is. Fifty hours of silence, and then. Boop. But how would you explain that? In a what case? do you mean? How do you explain <laughs> that? Oh, how do I explain that two people sat there for fifty hours? I tell you what, I let Barry take over. Barry, where's the scariest where place? Where does this melt start? What's the Barry? scariest place you've been? The scariest place I've been. Yeah. Um, there's two places I find them sort of hard to separate. Um, one of them is Chillingham Castle in Northumberland. Um, I generally, I've been there more than any other place. I've been, I've been going there since I was a teenager. I go there at least once a year and stay how, there. And how many hours have you, would you say you've wasted there, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, even it's a very nice place to stay. It's a great place to go and relax, and is I it, tend to go there for my birthday every year. Is it like a spa? That doesn't, um, that doesn't sound very haunted. <laughs> a great place to go and relax. Um, I tend to half ghost and half relax that place. Um, The the other place is... Why why is that so scary, Barry? Have you seen anything there? Why is it scary? The thing is, is there's something about Chillingham. um, (laughs) The name's quite... I've always felt Is it the park and ride? (laughs) (laughs) But every now and again, I'll be walking through the courtyard, say... Yeah. And I'll just get a feeling of, first of all, this in- incredible feeling of being watched. You know, and they've got CCTV like a... there, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and, and a real feeling of um, being unwelcome. Uh, I get that a lot in rooms that I go into. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just a real sense of I shouldn't be here. In fact, I, was, I went there, it was my 30th birthday. I was uh, with an ex-partner. Um, she wasn't an ex at the time. That would have been weird. But we we were. When was, you say ex, you're still alive, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's still alive. <laughs> um, I'm a ghost hunter, Rod, not a serial killer. Um, yeah, but I presume you still go out with them after they're dead. That's not going to stop you. <laughs> um, and. I got told that on this occasion, because it, it was my 30th, all her family were there and all my family were there, and it was the first time the families had met. And I got oh, that's told, not a weird place um, to meet, is it? <laughs> no, <laughs> neutral ground, at least. And, and they were so... I got told by my ex-partner, she said, look, keep the ghost bollocks to a nonsense. <laughs> keep it to a minimum, right? Because her, for a start, you know, some of her families, she thought they might be a bit scared by it. And also, her mother was a vicar. Oh, God. She said, yeah, it might be disrespectful, you know. <laughs> we, we, we were all around the fire one night. We'd been out for a meal and then got the taxi back to the castle. And we sat in the apartment all around the fire and all, and all having a drink. And in the middle of it, there was this long dining table that would have sat about 12 people. And there was a brass peacock in the middle of it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there was this huge bang. This huge, and we and everyone jumped up and turned because it was behind us and we turned around and this noise of scraping and then we looked and this brass peacock had been picked up thrown into the table with some force it dented the wood of the table uh, this antique table it had been picked up and thrown and was spinning in the kitchen area on the tiles how many of you witnessed this Barry well this is the thing none of us saw it because we were all stood we were all sat around the fire, talking, yeah. having a drink, relaxing. Right. Behind us was where the long table was. 
Um, so nobody was looking at it. We just heard the noise turned and then it was over spinning in the kitchen. Yeah. And I immediately <laughs> like was like, oh my God, Like I've been looking for this for years. And then it happened and I'm with the vicar and I can't get excited. <laughs> what did the vicar make of it? <laughs> Um, do you know what? Somebody walked over, picked it up and put it back on the table and it was never talked about. They didn't wow. talk about it. No. We didn't talk about it. What do you mean? You, it well, you never afterwards. discussed it? Nobody even went, that was a bit well, weird with the old peacock over there, the old... Uh... I, th- I think Celebrity Big Brother was on at the time and um, I think I think, I think think her mother was looking disapprovingly at Michael Barrymore, as I remember. <laughs> Gosh, that one. is insane, that story. <laughs> See, I don't know. I don't know what to say to you because I don't. I don't believe in them. But now, but what do I say to so what? What do I say to somebody like? But it's energy. Like you know, sometimes you can walk into a room and go, "Yeah, this is a bad vibe." Or, yeah, but this the old is brass peacock vibe. is something else, isn't it? Yeah, what is that, that is something else. I, I just, I just have to assume that you are either a lying or or just mistaken, deluded. In, I don't know, or just mistaken in some way, or just imagined it. I don't know. You wouldn't say know, that about it. someone's religion, though, would you? Yes. Oh. <laughs> well, this is well. This is the thing. This, yeah, this, yeah, this is what I've always because I get a lot of stick for. Um, I'm sure, yeah, for doing the ghost hunting. And uh, I Barry, can I just say, that... can I just say, not from me, you won't carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, yeah. it, what must have been gutting though when the peacock incident happened and you're there mm. with a a, a vicar, a, a, you know, a, a girlfriend's mum who you can't celebrate in front of or be excited in front of. It must be like going to like a cup final and sitting in the away end <laughs> and watching your team score. <laughs> Sort of, yeah. Very much like it. Yeah. Oh, just so every part Pretending you you're not go, watching yes, it. Yes, all these years coming in. <laughs> Before you go, I've got... Um, oh, yes, a, the uh, reason we rang you, Barry, hey, is yeah. that um, sometimes I hold a quiz to see if uh, Sean and Barry know their onions about the subject under discussion. This week, the discussion is about ghosts at the moment. And Barry, okay. Barry has chosen to ring you as someone who knows a lot about ghosts. Now we're on the we're on the quiz. Barry's doing very well, but he needs your help. Okay. So okay. The, the next voice you hear will be Barry's. You'll recognise it. We've got very different accents. The next voice you you'll have thirty seconds, Barry, to answer Barry. Oh, Barry! I've only just noticed you're two Barrys. <laughs> this is very Double confusing. Barry. Well, you've only just noticed. I've only just noticed. It's been frying my brain for twenty minutes. <laughs> so Barry does. Barry D. <laughs> Barry D. You don't, get, you don't often get a double Barry. You don't. It's very rare. It's very rare. We're probably the first double Barry podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Barry D, Barry Dodds, Barry D. I'll call you Barry D from now on just to make things easier. Barry Castagnola, okay. Barry, Barry C. Uh, so Barry D, the next voice you hear yes. will be Barry C's. Okay. He's going to ask you a question. Okay, Barry C, take it away. Okay, Barry, the question was, um, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, um, what is the word <laughs> I can't believe we're wasting your time. A serious ghost hunter. This is the question you've rung up to ask him. <laughs> what, what this is, is the... insulting. Insulting, Barry, dear, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's all right. Ba- Barry thinks Scooby-Doo's a documentary. What's the, um, what's, what's the, what's the exclamation that, that Shaggy lets out? Uh, like, as a, he, he has a, a expre- what was the actual question, Rod? It was about, he lets out a sort of, a, an exclamation. It's Something Main exclamation like when he's startled. Shaggy from yeah. Scooby-Doo. What is, what is Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, his main exclamation when he's startled? Barry, you thought it was... Barry C, you thought it was something like... Something like yikes, yikes, or something like that? I'm going to go with zoikes. Okay, can you spell that for me, please, Barry D? Z-O-I-K-S. Oh, it's, that oh, is what I thought. Oh, no, I no, it's E-S. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Barry. Stop there, Barry D. I, that is what I thought I'd heard, but seeing as you're somewhere away on the phone, and I just wanted to double check. That's why I asked you to spell it. I hope, forgive me for my pedancy. It's Zoinks. Zoinks. With an N. Z O I. There is no point. There is no. Zoinks was Screech from Say by the Bells. You're not giving Quite me. Possibly. He's Zoinks, and you're not giving me Zoinks. Uh, why, why would I give you Zoinks when he said Zoinks? Uh, because you. Oh, come on. Even Chris Tarrant would have given that. I'm afraid, okay, but um, Barry, 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 thanks very that was, much for, that was for a million, so mate. Much. That was for the million. <laughs> that, that was for a million. <laughs> yeah. You're joking. Thanks a lot. Yeah. A million pounds, that was. Cheers. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, think, think what I could have done. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't think I'm going to be able to show my face in the ghost hunting society uh, meetings ever again. After oh, Christ. You'd be fine with that, Rod. They're all idiots. 
<laughs> Stick a sheet over your head when you turn up next time. They won't notice you. We'll <laughs> be over the moon. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Well, well, no point, Barry. No point oh, there. It's too all. What ghostly sound can still sometimes be heard coming from Al Capone's prison cell in Alcatraz? Right. Can right. I talk? Can I phone somebody? Yes, you can phone. You have in this quiz. Each of you has a phone a friend option. Right. Who would I'm you like to friend. ring? Uh, well, I don't know them, but um, I want to phone the man who did Paranormal Investigator with you on work experience. Uh, hi, hi, Darren. You, Sean, you can't. You can't call someone else's friend. Yes, I can. It's not called phone. Rod phone wasn't very good friends friend. with him. He was very rude. Never on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire has anyone ever gone? They go, who do you want to call? <laughs> Some a man? Some man? <laughs> Someone? Yeah. Darren. You're going to phone Darren yeah, from Beyond Darren. the Grave Paranormal Investigators, yeah. who I haven't seen. That series is about four years ago. I haven't had any contact with them since. Yes, well, in, I have. in this world or another. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to ring him. Yeah. I've got his number. Yeah, well, he'll know what I'm talking about. Hi, Hello, Darren. It's, it's, it's Rod Gilbert here, and that was uh, Sean Hi, Harris, my wife, who you just heard. Hi, Hi, Hi mate, how are you doing? I'm not too bad, how are you? I, I'm all right. Long, long time Good. no speak. Can I, what, are you, are you, are you still paranormal investigating? Do you know, we sort of backed off it for a moment. Uh, my dad was really bad last year. Um, oh, was he? Yeah, he had to have both his legs off, so. Oh, oh no way. So yeah, he's after man he used to be oh. now. Oh, <laughs> I hope he. I hope that's a line he uses, not you. Very oh, both of us. It's all right. The day he told him he wanted his, le- he needed to take his legs off. Within a minute, I said, "Can I have your ladders?" So, because he's not needing anymore. So he's bit, he's a bit like me in that respect. <laughs> hey, presumably he might need them though if he hasn't got any legs. No, he don't need them anymore. How's he, he going to get stuff off the top shelf? He probably needs his ladders more than ever. I know. <laughs> he's like a chicken nugget. Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh bless him! Give him, give him our regards. I will do, mate. I will. Are do. you still a believer, though? Yeah, I still believe there's something around there, mate. Still, still, you know, there's always that little thing that um, you can't explain that happens. Any, any interest in, you know, sightings, uh, hearings? I find it fascinating. I love it. Um, yeah, in the last three or four years since I saw you. Yeah, to be honest, nothing. Nothing major. There are obviously a few things with the voice recorders and a few people have seen things, but um, nothing major. Listen, we're in the middle of a ghost quiz here, right? That's okay. why... Uh, so Barry and Sean uh, are here with me and um, they are... They both do very well in the quiz, but Sean... There's a phone-a-friend option. Right. And Sean... Uh, I thought it would be a great idea to phone you. Right, so your time starts now, Sean. What? Okay, Darren. Hiya. What ghostly sound? <laughs> Hiya. <laughs> what ghostly sound could still sometimes be heard coming from Al Capone's prison cell in Alcatraz? Oh, crying! Now you got me. Do you know anything about Al Capone's ghost, Darren? 
Oh, we lost him. Darren? Lost him. He's gone to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> He's disappeared. That's what's going to happen now. I'm not falling for this one. He'll call back in a couple of minutes and go, is the clock still going? He's, he's Googled it. He's gone to Google it. You cheating bastard, Darren. I'm back, I'm back. Oh, hi, Darren. Hi, yeah. Darren. Don't Hello. pretend you haven't just been to Google it. I lost my phone in completely. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Easily done when it's in your hand. And I know. Next thing you know, he looked down, it's gone. <laughs> what, it just disappeared, did it? Just like yeah, that. Yeah, it disappeared. I think Al Capone had it. <laughs> you say no major incidents have happened and your phone know, disappears phone from under your nose and, and reappears <laughs> 10 seconds later. Uh, do you have any, have any idea? Um, like a music or something like that? A whistle. Like a, a whistle. A whistle or music. Ooh, music. It is music. Is it? What kind of music? Oh, Jazz? God, of Al Capone. <laughs> it's got to be some sort of... Go for an instrument. Go for an instrument. instrument Go for an instrument. In, in the prison, maybe something like a, a guitar or... Or a harmonica, oh, oh, banjo, oh, oh, something like oh, that. I don't know, God. something old fashioned yeah, music. It is. Ah, is it? It is ghostly oh. banjo music. Do we play the banjo? I don't know, Sean. I don't know, don't know play whether the banjo? played the banjo, but it is ghostly banjo music. You've won the point. I'm going to give it to you. Sorry, Darren. Darren, sorry to include you in this, but I, I had an option as well to phone a friend, right? You phoned um, your I, friend, I, I, Barry. I'm, I'm, Yes, and my question, I'll just explain to Darren is if he thinks this is fair. My question was, what does Shaggy from Scooby-Doo exclaim when he's scared? And... I, like... I tell you what, Darren's gone to he's Google it again. He's not interested in that story. He's gone to Google it again, Barry. Every single time we ask him a question, his phone goes dead mysteriously for a few seconds. Then he comes the back point. on surprisingly, gets it from nowhere. <laughs> If he the comes point, back on now and point. goes, oh, it's something like zoinks, zoinks, or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we ask him the question, he disappears in a ghostly way. The, p- <laughs> the point I was trying to yeah. make... Oh, you're back, you? He's back. Oh, I, right. I can hear you. This is weird. Oh, oh sorry, mate. Costume, mate. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you'd gone. Okay. I was busy slagging the you point... off for cheating there. Yeah, I heard you. It's all right. I got it all recorded. <laughs> <laughs> The point I was trying to make, Darren, was that my phone a friend answered Zoics. And Rod said, I'm sorry, I can't give it to you. It's actually Zoinks. Whereas with you, you can name seven instruments <laughs> and Rod leads you right to banjo and Sean gets a point. I, I'm true. asking you this, Darren. Is married to one, is not to the other. Do you think this is fair? I think no. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Darren. Everyone should know what Shaggy says. This week's winner is Sean Harris. Yay! <laughs> oh, it's a fix. It's a fix. It was a fix, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get something out of being married to Rod. <laughs> hey, talking of ghosts and things, uh, yeah. news this week. The, uh, let me just find the story here. Um, you're not going to believe this, what's turned up. Talking, talking to ghosts and things from the past, things, dead things. Uh, here's the headline. Is this the foot-long preserved penis of Rasputin? <laughs> what? <laughs> you didn't have a foot-long. There it is. How do you there's, a, there's, a picture, there's a picture for you. How do they preserve I don't know it? If you can see that on FaceTime, but how do they preserve it? He drowned. It's basically, this is the somewhat disturbing prize, it says. Uh, I don't know what the competition was. <laughs> <laughs> Spot the ball. Oh, Yay! sorry. Prize specimen. <laughs> yeah, very good, sir. Yeah, thanks. Uh, this is the somewhat disturbing prize specimen. Sorry, I should have read on. Um, All right. In Russia, a, a museum of sex and erotica what? has opened. We went to a, a, a sex Not in museum. Russia. No, in Prague. Yeah. We went to the we went to the sex museum in Prague. Yeah. And then right. we went down the street and we went to the torture museum. And they were equally Honestly, they were virtually the same. They were Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Practically the same. the same exhibits. You were going you were well, sometimes you forgot which one you were in. Yeah, which one is this? Anyway, back to the story, right? This is the somewhat so it's got a picture of this uh, and they're claiming that they've got the preserved twelve inch penis, yes you heard, of legendary lover. Uh, and mystic Grigory Rasputin. Nah, he was a hypnotist. How did they yeah, get, get it? Guess, huh? Sean, yeah. he was a hypnotist. Guess, guess what he used to swing to get him to <laughs> yeah, swing? That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he used to stink of old goats. Old goats? Yeah. 
What? Really? I know a lot about Rasputin. Do you? Yeah. Do you know he had a foot long penis? No, they kept that up the syllabus. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't like him because he was getting too powerful with the Tsar. Well, there's a picture here, basically, of a a man in a white suit and a tie (laughs) holding a jar, and inside the jar is a 12-inch long preserved penis and testicles. There it is. Sean's having a good old... Awful. Um... It says you. So is this is this the foot long preserved penis of Rasputin, or at least that's what the owner of the museum claims. <laughs> then again, it says then again he's also previously claimed that simply viewing the penis can cure men of impotency. Right. Uh, How are you feeling? Why is, why is he got it? Why is he got it in the jar like some sort of pickled dick? Why, why is it there? I don't. I don't well, get it. It is a pickled dick. Is it pickled? No, but why is he? But why has he got a pickled dick? Because he's. What do you mean? I don't understand the question. Okay, what? Why did he owns wait, the museum? Can, yeah, yeah, and I understand that part. It's the bit before that. They go the bit after Rasputin dying, and before this museum owner having his dick in the jar. Yeah. What? what what's, it's the bit in between that I'm the not clear Is your question how did he get Rasputin's penis in a jar? Yeah. Or someone? Yeah, and why? I don't know how he came how he came across it how he, how he came into his possession okay. how it came to yeah. be on his shelf. I don't know, Barry. But but. Why, why did anyone go, oh, Rasputin, I know what we need from him. Yeah. Not his brain, not anything else. We'll, we'll take his penis. Yeah, but if he's a famous lover and then somebody found the body and he has got a foot-long penis... He was a famous lover. He was a hypnotist. Yeah, that's true. He was a famous lover, wasn't he? No. Ra, ra, Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. <laughs> foot-long penis. Is that where you get your history from? <laughs> yeah, oh. Bomboni M. Hey, is that why... And, and, it's, and it's definitely true that Hitler only had one ball, yeah? Yeah. Oh, he's, that's on the next page. <laughs> Has he got that? Yeah. Has he got it in a drawer? Yeah. Well, I mean, you—that's what you'd cut off, though, isn't it? If that's what he was—a famous lover, and he's got a foot-long penis. That's yeah, more remarkable than just going, "Hey, look at this." He brain. wasn't known for being a famous lover. He's not like. Um, he was known for being a famous no. lover. I'm on Wikipedia now. I'm gonna have a look. Of course, he was. He smelled lover of the he Russian was, queen. No, he's famous for being a hypnotist. Who the Tsar was—he was getting too much power with the Tsar because he used to hypnotize his son. Who had was a famous lady. Yeah, hemophilia. Famous in ladies, man. No, well, he just used to late, hypnotise them. In late 1906, Rasputin began acting as a healer for the only son of Tsar Nicholas II, Alexei, who suffered from hemophilia. Yeah. He was a divisive figure at court, seen by some Russians as a mystic, visionary and prophet, while others as a religious charlatan. Yeah. I don't see anything about him being he a lover. He used to bang a lot of women. Oh, there what? you go. He'd, he'd bang a lot of women. Uh, uh, what's going on, Sean? Yeah, but people didn't know him for being a lover. A minute ago, you said, Rasputin, he's not known for being a lover. He's not, he's a, a minute hypnotist. later, he did bang a lot of women. <laughs> you talk, what's going on? Yeah, but he's have not known for being a lover. You wouldn't take his penis. Right, OK, so you've gone back to that one now. It's like listening right. to Donald Trump. <laughs> Is it? Well, you just said, he's not known for being a lover. He did bang a lot of women. He's not known for being a lover. You know what I mean, though. Are you having, are you having some kind of... Uh, Oh, I can't remember what we're talking about. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Rus- Rus- Rasputin's knob. <laughs> Rasputin's penis. Oh, yeah, Rasputin's penis. Yeah. Read on, Barry. Find a bit about... Put in Google Rasputin and lovers. He did bang okay. a lot of Cas- Rasputin, Casanova, lovers, they penis. All he Google all like... that kind of thing. And then delete okay. your browsing history. <laughs> <laughs> Google footlong penis and see if Rasputin comes up and then delete okay. your browsing history, Barry. Five mi- I've got five myths and truths here. Right, about, here we go. Rasputin quiz. Rasputin. Oh, Baz, 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 why can't we, ca- yeah. we... We need to guess what's a myth and what's true. Okay. okay. Okay, right, this one. Born to peasants in a small village in western Siberia... <laughs> true. The young... <laughs> Thank you. I haven't finished. <laughs> the matter. The young Rasputin turned to religion early in his life, <laughs> even as true. a child. Rumours among the local populace were that Rasputin had certain mystical gifts. Despite... Marrying and fathering several children, Rasputin abandoned family life in search of Orthodox Christian religious devotion and piety. Following years of wandering religious teaching, Rasputin ended up at St. Petersburg, the seat of the royal power. Through various connections, Rasputin be- became known to Tsar Nicholas, the wife, uh, uh, Nicholas and his wife, Tsarina Alexandra. Yeah, true. True. Uh, we still playing true or false? <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, this, this one you might like more. True or Myth, not true or false, it's true or myth. <laughs> he was a sexual deviant and the Queen's lover. Right. Myth. Well, 
The Rob? point is, whether it's a myth or it's true or anything else, the point is his rep- he has a reputation now as, as known of being a lover. Nah. A bit of a Casanova, a bit of a gigolo, a bit of a bit of a player. Yes, so I'm going to... Well, it could be true or it could be a myth, but it's definitely a myth, isn't it? It's definitely out there. Okay. It's definitely a thing. It's definitely a true <laughs> myth. Sad it's definitely a true myth. Myth, true, buzz, buzz, true, final a, answer. A true myth. So definitely a this true is what, myth. This is what Time magazine has to say about it. Tales of Rasputin's sexual exploits began to spread early into his time with the royal court as his eccentric behaviour, like drinking heavily and visiting brothels, was seen to clash with his religious piety. Do you think so? (laughs) According to some historians, there is no evidence to suggest Rasputin was a sex-crazed maniac who had a secret affair with Russia's queen. Therefore, the song might well be wrong. Uh, But look, the fact remains... Isn't there a nightclub called Rasputin's in Tennessee? Probably. I'm sure there is. Now look, the fact the fact is he's got right. a bit of a reputation as a ladies' man, hasn't he? That's uh, that as a lover. That is what he has. Right. The erotica exhibition in St Petersburg hosts a variety of sculptures and paintings, but the main attraction is the alleged thirty centimetre. I tell you what, they're going. To, <laughs> how many different ways could they say this? <laughs> it's a foot long. It's twelve inches. It's Half thirty centimetres. It's in. It's the same as the larger baguette in Subway. Um, and how many different ways are they going to find to say, <laughs> say foot long penis? A yard. Three hundred millimetre whopper. <laughs> it's a full loaf. It's a full loaf. The alleged 30-centimetre penis. So this is the main attraction. Preserved... Seven seven, seven guineas worth. Yeah. Is it like the Mona Lisa? So when you go in there, there's loads of people just hanging around it? Yeah, that's where the main... You can't really get a look at it, and it follows you around the room with its eye. (laughs) That's Pigeon's foot-long penis. Where's he got it from? Where's he get the penis from? Yeah. I'd probably cut it off him, I imagine. Yeah, but he wasn't there, was he? This is like 1918. No, but... Not before then. Yeah, I know, but somebody cut it off him there, and it's been passed down, hasn't it? What, from generation to generation? From generation to generation. In the jail or not? Yeah. Huh? In a drawer? In people's wills and sometimes... <laughs> imagine imagine your brother Imagine your brother gets a, a, a lovely antique pocket watch. <laughs> I'd, rather have, I'd rather have Rasputin's Dad, penis. I know I'm not the favourite. I'd but much I, rather have Rasputin's I penis. I really don't want the stinking massive penis. What, you'd rather have the watch? Yeah. God, yeah. Would you? Yeah. You don't yeah. even wear a watch. I don't want to set up a museum. <laughs> Igor Knyazkin has previously boasted of his... Pr- oh, he's the guy who owns the museum, I think. Yeah. Igor Knyazkin has previously boasted of his prized possession. Having this exhibit, he says, we can stop envying America. We're Napoleon <laughs> Bonaparte's... <laughs> what? That's a great um, statement. Igor Knyazkin has previously... What he says is, having this exhibit, right... It means we can stop envying America when Napoleon Bonaparte's penis is now kept. Oh, Amazing. my God. Napoleon's penis, he says, is but a small pod. It <laughs> cannot stand comparison to our organ of 30 centimetres. <laughs> we must know somebody who knows about Rasputin. My yeah, dad would know. Um, He's a Russian expert, but I can't ring him. He's in a... <laughs> He's in a care home in West Wales. I can't ring him asking him questions about Rasputin's penis. No. Oh, look, let's put this to bed. Let's um, give somebody a ring. Who do we know, Barry, who oh, knows something about yeah, Rasputin? Yeah, no, I know who. Um, Ivo Graham, I reckon. Hi, Ivo. Hey, Ivo. How's it going? Hello, Sean. Hello, Rod. Um, so Rod's got a bit of a question for you. I, I, I nominated you for a quick phone call because I, I, I seem to remember that you've uh, have you got a degree in Russian, haven't you? I have got a degree in Russian, Barry. Thank you for remembering. And this is the first time I've used it in eight years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say that. I wouldn't get too excited, Ivo. I mean, this is what it was made for. Let me just yeah. check your credentials. Where did you get your degree in Russian from? Um, I got a low two one from the University of Oxford. So, you know Rasputin... Was he uh, a big Casanova lover type? Well, it's uh, rather in conflict with his uh, supposed religious beliefs, but he he very much had his cake and and ate it, uh, romance-wise. And uh, I believe that he was. I don't believe that he... he uh, was a lover of the of the Tsarina Alexandra. He just had such a close, emotionally dependent friendship with her uh, that he might have mistaken it um, for uh, romantic love. And God knows, I've had a few of those myself over the years. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yes, he was he was he was he was he was he was a dirty dog. I think he was a dirty dog with an enormous log. <laughs> 
What do you know about Rasputin's penis? <laughs> I what know, does he know? <laughs> I know that it was uh, famed for being extremely large and it was much desired when he was alive and indeed has been much desired uh, since, he, since he died. The, the immortal they, penis. Did they cover this on the course? It wasn't uh, a main thing covered in any of the lecture series on campus, but we were encouraged, <laughs> if possible, to use any of our extracurricular time um, to explore the issue further, to and indeed, uh, if possible, to use our year abroad to visit the Erotica Museum in St. Petersburg, uh, where the absolutely enormous dong is apparently preserved. Have you seen oh. it? It is in a museum of erotica, which has a sort of um, one of those matryoshka doll women as as the logo. Uh, but she's she's undressing, but not to reveal another lady inside her, um, just to <laughs> show off her own wares. And um, it's a pretty gaudy affair, to be honest. The whole thing. Um, so you've seen the penis? So it's there I... in a in a glass box. It's there in a glass case, and it's got a little curtain around it. Um, so when you you you, you enter the All room, all penises have a curtain around them. Yes, mine, mine was called my personality for the first twenty-one years of my life. Um, but I, um, but you can obviously you can look behind the curtain. But it's like it's it's as if to give you one final chance when you've entered the room. It's like, are you sure though? It is a yeah. big penis, so we have put a we have put a curtain like, there. Like the Wizard of Oz, are you sure you do you want to do this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because there's no going can... back. There's no closing that when you can close the curtain, but you can't. Your life is divided into it. two parts: pre-Rasputin's <laughs> penis and post-Rasputin's penis. So Ivo, have you seen yes. it then? Hang on a second. Yeah. Let me set this up properly because when we were discussing Rasputin's penis, there was a thing in the paper about it, about somebody that said they had it, and then uh, you know, and was it, wasn't it? And it was, it was uh, the putative penis. You know, is it is it Rasputin's penis? Many have made the claim. When Barry said, "Let's ring Ivo," he knows he's got he's got a degree in Russian. Nobody could have known. Even Barry didn't know that you would have been and seen it and pulled back the curtain. It's very rare that um, someone can call you up for work and your response to the inquiry is, yeah, I've seen the penis. I can talk to you about it. <laughs> um, can you but... talk us through... And it's fine. <laughs> can you talk us through the moment, you know, so the two different parts of your life, pre-penis and curtain post-penis? Can you talk us through how that... Do well, you remember was... about the... What do you remember about the day? I was already quite an insecure um, person uh, at, at, the, at the best of times. And this was, this was about 2010, 2011, so pre sort of body positivity, um, really, as a, as a movement. Um, hmm. So I was carrying around a great deal of sexual anxiety and a great deal of, of, of penile shame. Um, and, uh, and, th and those are the things that I carried with me into the Erotica Museum of St. Petersburg. So obviously it, it, is, it, it, is, um, it is a very large preserved penis. There is obviously yeah. a lot of mystery in uh, terms of whether it is actually his and a few different uh, museum curators, uh, and I use that word very generously, have, have yeah. claimed to have it in the past. And there was one where it wasn't actually his penis, but it was actually a piece of fish. Um, so, you know, you could basically what, like, turn up with any, any sort of... That'd be fairly obvious, wouldn't it? Well, what, what, like a, think... Like a breaded haddock? <laughs> well, no, I don't, I don't think it was breaded, Rod, but it's... <laughs> like, it's like, Did it have it's, a mouth? <laughs> I've never um, seen fish that wasn't breaded or battered. <laughs> so he must be yeah. really pissed off that that's all we talk about now is his penis, and he did so many things. He was a hypnotist, wasn't he? He would be spinning in his castrated grave at the thought that his <laughs> medical achievements weren't being paid more tribute to. But then, you know, Boney M did a, a fairly good job of uh, of kicking the legacy on a little bit, and and they actually give very little time in the song to uh, uh, to the to chap. His so you you ran past the room with Gorbachev's birthmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's, that's of no interest to me whatsoever. Rob, thank you very much. It'd have, have to be a long time in isolation before I could uh, start to feel any How sort of it? excitement How at all for Gorbachev's birthmark. So you walked in the room. Yes. Right. And there, there it was over, over on the, over there. But you're behind the curtain, so I, I elected to, to look behind the curtain. I sort of, you know, when you're in a museum and you and you stare at a piece of art, and you don't really know how long is the appropriate length of time to to stare at it, and you know how long it takes to to digest all the all the cultural and historical weight of the artifact. Yeah. Well, that's really yeah. quite significant in this case as well. A small yeah. queue is starting to form of people going, right, get, move along. So it was enormous. It, it's very large. It's it's almost implausibly large. It's, and um, it was a human penis. It looked like a human. You you. You were happy? 
Well, yeah, I, I didn't mistake it for a fish, although we've established that the, the two are broadly interchangeable. Mm. But um, it wasn't like a horse or a rhino or a donkey. You, you were happy, you satisfied yourself. Well, I... I well, what do you I, mean? I, <laughs> that it was I, a human that you... I was satisfied that uh, if I was being lied to by the Museum of Erotica, um, it was a lie that was based on it being another human's penis rather than another, another species' penis. And that right. was the compromise that I was prepared to make, essentially. It's a rather sad uh, image, to be honest. Mm. Um, it's, uh, but, but equally, it, it stirs the mind even further as to what it might be capable of at, uh, at, at full stretch. <laughs> um, if, if, if Rasputin was a, a shower and a Ooh. grower, then, as the museum like to say, we're going to need a bigger curtain. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we've got time for. Thanks for listening. And thanks to special guest Barry Castagnola. And thanks to Barry Dodds, Darren from Beyond the Grave and Ivor Graham. Don't forget, you can find us on social media at The Froth Podcast where you can find extra froth content. And if you enjoyed any of this nonsense, don't forget to like and subscribe and rate us at five stars. Spread the word if you enjoyed it. Tune in next week. This podcast was a Thlanbobble Vision production produced by Barry Castagnola at Russell Up Productions. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.